Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. Week number four of the high school football season unfolding as we speak. We have a lot of games to talk about. The man who has those scores, 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 and more scores. He's the star of our show. It's Network Indiana's Sam Fritz. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Of course, my jaw would start to lock up just as I have to do an update, so excuse me if there are a few awkward pauses here. But getting to the football scores, Park Heritage defeats Attica 48-16 to in an intense overtime duel. Bloomington North defeats Bloomington South 25-24, to only one point separating the two in the Battle of Bloomington. Carmel welcomed an out-of-state team in Louisville Trinity from Kentucky. It would be Trinity emerging victorious 41-14. to Warren Central and Lawrence Central just wrapped up. Warren Central wins 25-16. Lawrence Central got on the board just a little bit too late as they couldn't score until they were closing out the third quarter. Third quarter sat at 17-8. They managed to get the two-point conversion, but their, their offense came alive, like I said, just too far into the game, couldn't complete the comeback. Warren Central wins it 25-16. Eastbrook defeated Frankton in a close one. Only seven points for the win. Eastbrook 28, Frankton 21. Silver Creek defeats Eastern Pekin 33-12. Eastern Green is up over Mitchell 41-14. And East Side blanks Churubusco 28-0. Vincennes Lincoln beats Evansville Central 49-6. Another overtime matchup as Fairfield beat Culver Academy 39-31. Getting to some Fort Wayne scores. Fort Wayne lures over Fort Wayne Wayne 24-21. Only a field goal separating the two. Homestead beat Fort Wayne Northrop 48 48- to 13 Fort Wayne Snyder kept Fort Wayne South scoreless 41 to 0 Southmont beat Frankfurt 42 to 6 Mishawaka defeats Goshen 48 to 13 Hamilton Heights blanked Northwestern 42 to 0 Penn did the same to Hammond Morton 35 to 0 Harrison West Lafayette beats McCutcheon 30 to 13 Heritage defeated South Adams 34 to 14 Image Academy of out of Florida beat Ben Davis 34 to 14. 
John Glenn beats Jimtown. Low-scoring game between the two. John Glenn would win it 12-7. Lawrence North beats North Central Indianapolis 49-14. Linton, Stockton, and Sullivan. Close score here. Only two points separate the two. Linton, Stockton beats Sullivan 14-12. Logansport. Up over Indianapolis Tech 48-12. to Rochester puts up an even 50 over Manchester to win their game. Another low-scoring one here as Mississinawa beat Oak Hill 16-9. Try and Monroe Central had one that went down to the wire, but it was Try emerging victorious 30-27. Triton Central beats Monrovia 55-20 Central. And Kokomo beat Muncie Central 47-27. As I mentioned earlier in the night, Kokomo, their game was plagued by some rain and wind, as their sports information director tweeted at us earlier. And that wind may have been what helped punter Andrew Barker set a school record as he punted the ball 73 yards, beating out the previous record holder, Phil Thatcher, in 1975 by one yard. And keeping up with all of the tweets that were happening, I saw earlier, and her name escapes me in the moment, but the daughter of Phil Thatcher actually tweeted out to Kokomo and Andrew Barker, a congratulations on defeating her defeating sounds not the right term to use here on beating her dad's record. Couple more scores: Westfield over Noblesville, twenty-eight to twenty-one. Boonville blanks North Knox, fourteen to nothing. Just real quick, with a couple of seconds left here, a college football update: The Indiana Hoosiers are laying into the Indiana State Sycamores, thirty-eight to seven. Five minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. One more time: Hoosiers thirty-eight, Sycamores seven. I'll be back in another fifteen minutes for Network Indiana Sports. Welcome back, everyone. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. So glad you could join us on a very busy, busy night of high school football. Um, Week number four of high school football. Doesn't seem possible, but there it is. We are at that particular point. And uh, so, uh, Sam, give me the IU Indiana State. Give me that info again. That score uh, right now is the Hoosiers winning 38 to 7. They're now under three and a half minutes to play. 38 to 7. So, about to wrap it up. Um, I said it earlier today on another show. It's shameful that the Big Ten has in play on a Friday night. It's just it's shameful. There's no there's no excuse for it whatsoever. Um, I said it. I mean it. Um, I stand by it. Um, this is all a money grab. Their greed knows no bounds. Friday nights. Here's the reason why they had a movie, a book, and a television series called Friday Night Lights because high school football matters. Okay, so if you're the Big Ten. Don't blame this on IU. It's not their fault. Coach Allen was pretty vehement earlier in the week in his comments about it, and I I respect that, understand that. And then the other part to remember this, too, you'll hear, you've already heard on the scoreboard updates, Bloomington North, Bloomington South, their big rivalry game while IU's playing at home. If there's something more despicable than that, I'm not sure exactly what that would be. Jake Gilbert joins me, the head coach at Westfield. They beat uh, Noblesville tonight in a great game, 28-21. Coach, thanks so much for the call. Congratulations on the win. Thank you. Uh, 4-0 and 2-0 in HCC, so pretty exciting stuff. 
You should be because the teams you've beaten are all pretty good. I mean, it's it's not just like you you know you you're doing this uh, against uh, teams that are inferior talent wise. You play in a really really good skin. Your conference is tremendous, and so to be where you are, you should be very proud of your guys. You got a lot to work on. So I think we can improve a lot, but we have found ways to win three weeks in a row when we were tied or down in the fourth quarter. So I do think we uh, we're pretty poised. We got we're getting better on defense. Special teams have been amazing. Um, offense plays great when it doesn't turn it over. So hopefully we'll have a good team down the stretch. But we're uh, we're still growing into it right now. But happy with where we are for sure. Sounds to me like you're starting to see the personality of this team, and the personality is uh, they'll find ways to get things done on both sides of the football and with special teams, and that uh, that poise is not an easy thing to explain, but they seem to have it. Yeah, we generally play a little better later when there's a little more pressure. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's how we drill them, but – the, uh, the special teams have been solid throughout, and offense has been and defense has been a little more up and down. But we've had times where we were excellent at both, and times where we we can improve at both. But all in all, right? Uh, hey, four and zero, and first place uh, tied for first place in HCC. So again, right where we wanted to be, and happy about it. All right. So tell me who steps up and uh, plays well for you tonight, Coach. Yeah, Brody Bain was amazing as a kicker and punter. Um, such a weapon. And so he was extraordinary. And our special teams coverage units and just special teams in general were were really, really good and maybe the difference. Um, so that was, was huge. Defensively, you know, Noel Zoll just had such a hard offense to stop. We got him to fourth down I don't know how many times. And they still mm-hmm. managed to get that yard or two. And so it, it's pretty demoralizing at times. But, you know, the defense gave us just enough. Uh, we were able to get two fumbles, and um, that kind of help, helped negate our own turnover silliness. So we, um, you know, we were able to, to win that. So I was pretty happy with that overall. Um and again, I would say it's kind of that, that kind of game, a defensive special teams game. So who do you play next week? We are at Hamilton Southeastern. Outstanding. At HSE. Big game. They continue. They absolutely continue. So next week, Jake Gilbert will be calling us after another win tonight. Westfield, 28-21 winners over Noblesville. Coach Gilbert, always great to talk to you. Thanks so much. Good luck next weekend. Thanks, Coach. Bye-bye. Thanks Thanks very much. Scoreboard update coming up. And uh, we have a lot more football. Week number four, the high school football season coming up. We'll talk much, much more about it. Coming up, player with a heart. Brought to you by Bex Hybrids at Bex. We are and will remain farmers at heart. 
All right, a couple more football scores for you. A close overtime duel ends. Fishers and Hamilton Southeastern went into overtime. Fishers scored on their first possession, but they missed a two-point conversion. Since Fishers went first and scored, Hamilton does Hamilton Southeastern does get a chance to respond. They also score, and all that they needed to do was put an extra point through the post to seal the win. So, Hamilton Southeastern victorious in that one. North Harrison won a game that ended early. Charlestown had a player collapse on the field, so the game was called immediately after the injury. Uh, the Cougars do improve to 4-0 in the season, but most importantly, we hope that the Charlestown player is going to be okay. Lebanon defeats North Montgomery 42-22. Covenant Christian and North Putnam put up a very high-scoring close game. Covenant Christian would win it, though, 44-37. Speaking of high-scoring, this might be our highest score of the night. 81-6, Northeastern defeats Cambridge City Lincoln. Another close one, Northridge beats Northwood 25 to 21. Paoli over Perry Central 44 to 22. Game decided by just one. Plainfield beats Perry Meridian 21 to 20. Southridge beats Pike Central 49 to 12. And Southridge's Noah Wright looked like an all star tonight. He had a touchdown reception, a kick return for a touchdown, and a punt return that found the back of the end zone. Really, I guess finding the end zone to any degree is a good thing, right? For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk, week four of the high school football season. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night. We're going to be talking about the day of college football around our state. We'll also talk about the Colts and their opener um, next weekend. Um, Excuse me, on Sunday. What am I talking about? (laughs) Their opener Sunday. Um, and so you just make sure you join us. College football tomorrow. Well, tonight you already have Indiana State at IU. Uh, you've already heard uh, Sam kind of update you. Uh, it's been all Hoosiers uh, in that one. Ball State at Georgia. Um, also Notre Dame at North Carolina State. Purdue on the road at Virginia Tech. Um, quite a matchup there. Uh, small college football tomorrow. Anderson will be at DePaul. Taylor will be at Butler. Aurora is at Franklin College. Hanover College has the weekend off. Valparaiso is at Indiana Wesleyan. University of Indianapolis is off for the weekend. Alma travels to Manchester. St. Xavier of Chicago will be at Marion. Rose Holman will be at Trine. And the St. Francis's play one another. University of St. Francis from Indiana will be at University of St. Francis in Illinois. So that's your that's your match. Those are your matchups for tomorrow. We'll talk about some of these games tomorrow as we head into um, a very busy weekend of football. And then Sunday, Sam Fritz, are are you with me? Sunday, we as finally always, Coach. What what about this Sunday? Chance- we get a chance to play some NFL football. So the all is right with the world, right, coming up on Sunday. I I agree. You know, season kicked off on Thursday with a, the Lions scoring an upset over defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Let's hope that the uh, streak of upsets can continue, as I do believe, even at home, the Colts, who have not won a season-opening game in a decade, would be upsetting the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Hmm. So that's it, huh? That's your that's your thought. I, I think um, it's just because it's the season opener and the Colts just don't have, as the last 10 years would prove, the Colts don't have that track record of winning the first game. No, they don't. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting when you, when you stop and analyze it and try to think about it. Um, you know, half the guys on the team or three-quarters of the guys on the team um, ha- have never won uh, an opener. You know, most of the guys on this team haven't won a, a season opener uh, in their Colts uniform, which is it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to process, quite frankly. Uh, they've had that they've had that amount of trouble with them as long as they've had it. So um, I have no explanation. I, I mean, I don't have an answer for that. I just think you know, different teams, different uh, situation. They're all different, uh, even though. They're, you're still wearing the same uniform. They're entirely different teams, and so I'm not sure how. You know, I'm not sure exactly um, how much of a carryover it is from one year to the next, or whether they're cursed or you go. I, 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 have, I have no idea. I, I, I really don't know. I just know that. Yeah, it's it's something it's something for guys like us to talk about. That's what it is. It is. I, I'd like to play off the fact as to whether or not it's a curse. I, th- I honestly think once you get past the 10-year mark, it, it can be you know legally classified as a curse. So th- I think tomorrow really is going to set the tone for whether or not we are cursed or not. Well, you know they're going against the odds. I mean, number one, uh, you have a, a first-year quarterback. Uh, historically, those kinds of guys struggle mightily, not just in their first game, but in their first season and beyond. And secondly, you have a team that won four games a year ago, and I'm still trying to figure out in what area this team has improved uh, to make them a team that would be better than four wins. And so uh, those two things, and and not and also having I wasn't an NFL coach, but I spent 21 years of my life paying my bills by trying to win games. Uh, so I, I think I have an understanding of what that's about. You got a first year guy, no offense to him, got to learn, you got to do it. But um, being an NFL coach is hard. There are only, only so many of them and it's, it's hard and it's hard to win. And so I hope they win. I hope everybody has a good time. Um, it's just going to be very it's I think it's going to be an interesting year and clearly and for the right reasons everyone's excited about the quarterback spot I mean Anthony Richardson should make everybody get excited about what he's capable of doing and you're and you're hopeful that he's able to go out there and do some things uh, tomorrow and uh, and have some success and so um, it's here finally after what seems to me to be the longest preseason in the history of uh, organized sports, for heaven's sakes. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'd also like to say real quick that the game that's going to be on my TV tomorrow, uh, at least it's going to start on my TV, and I do anticipate it'll change quickly, but I, I got to tune into that Georgia Bulldogs-Ball State Cardinals game, and let's see if the upset of the century is a possibility. <laughs> well, um Wish the uh, cards luck. Uh, it's a tough spot to be in. I think everybody understands uh, guarantee games or buy games or whatever you call them. Um, they're there for a reason. Um, they're giving a lot of money, um, expecting to lose. A uh, lot of new faces for Coach New. And um, daunting 
place to play, to say the least. One of the one of the hardest places to win a game in the country. And so, be fun. What time does the game start? What time does it start? Pretty much every major, every D1 school in Indiana gets started at noon tomorrow. Noon start. So, you know, you got to, you know, so Boilermakers trying to, trying to, you know, get on the right track, right? Um, Boilermakers. Just uh, a team that just just got just couldn't get going. You know what I mean? Just couldn't find couldn't find the right thing. So you know, they're at Virginia Tech. Uh, thank goodness it's not a night game because you know the Sandman at night is uh, that's that's quite an atmosphere. You, you can't you can't help but be excited about that. So Boilers, good luck. Virginia Tech tomorrow night. Uh, Notre Dame's at North Carolina State. Ball State of Georgia. Um, so it's that that time of year. And our small college teams, our small college teams are normally very very good. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued with the Saint Xavier at Marion matchup. Um, a good good team. Uh, Marion, brand new coach Ted Karras, coming back. Should be fun for him. The Saint X Group in Chicago annually a pretty good, uh, pretty good football team. And so, um, Taylor at Butler, um, Anderson at DePaul, DePaul playing well uh, this early. Uh, so it should should be a lot of fun. Now, Sam, a lot of games coming up. Lots of games. Week number four. Weather has started to kind of rear its head around the state later or earlier on tonight. So a little bit of that impacting some of these games. But right now, in case Sam doesn't have a score from a game you attended, uh, send him a text. Excuse me. Tweet. Send him a tweet at IND Sports Talk hashtag ISG. That's how you can help us. And uh, we're in week four. I've said it already tonight. It's kind of hard to believe, but when we get to next Friday, we'll be past the halfway point of the regular season for high school football. Think about it. Um, it's kind of hard to believe, quite frankly. It always goes quickly, and certainly we're we're in the midst of it right now. So uh, a lot, a lot of football to come up. Uh, on Indiana Sports Talk. And again, don't forget to join us tomorrow night because we uh, will have a lot of football to talk about uh, tomorrow night. Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to Save Lives.org, their website. Sign up today. Help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. No age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. There are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Once again, the website, Driven, the number two, SaveLives.org scoreboard update coming up with Sam Fritz on Indiana Sports Talk. All right, more scores to come. Central Noble beats Prairie Heights 52 to nothing. Providence sends Clarksville home on the last train 66 to 8. Providence wins that one. Purdue Polytechnic beats Noblesville Homeschool 28 to 14. Batesville over Rushville 56 to 18. Brownstown Central defeated Salem 47-0. Scottsburg over Cordon Central 42-7. Riverton Park fell to Seeger. Seeger scored 35 to Riverton Park's 8. 
Floyd Central and Seymour. Three points short of 100 between the two teams. Floyd Central beats Seymour 50-47. Shelbyville beats Newcastle 34-14. South Bend Riley. Quarter short of a century, South Bend Riley 76 to South Bend Clays 0. South Bend St. Joseph beats South Bend Adams 46 to 7. Indianapolis Ritter beats Speedway 20 to 14. Springs Valley up over West Washington 46 to 7. Milan defeats Switzerland County 50 to 7. Eastern Greentown blanks Taylor 46 to 0. Much like how North Posey blanks Tell City 35 to 0. Much like how Terre Haute South blanks Terre Haute North. 34 to 0. And folks, another in a row. Tippecanoe Valley beats Tipton 53 to 0. Clinton Prairie over Tri Central 49 to 19. North White over Tri County 56 to 30. And Tri West beats Western Boone in a close one by five. Tri West 26 to Western Boone's 21. Back in another 15 for Never Cadena Sports. I am Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Walt Ferbert joins me, the Hall of Fame broadcaster with me. He has Evansville Wrights beating Evansville North tonight 24-7. Thanks so much for the call, Walt. A very impressive win for Wrights this evening. Uh, I've been looking forward to seeing this Wrights team this year. They certainly did not disappoint. They beat my Jasper Wildcats last week 24-7. And uh, tonight, uh, great first half and maybe the best player I've seen in a while, Roland Vera of Evansville Wrights, as he had uh, 15 receptions tonight for 199 yards. He caught two touchdown passes and ran for another. Literally did everything on the field. They use him at quarterback sometimes also. But this right, right team is very diversified. The quarterback, Davies, does a great job. He was 21 of 25 passing tonight. So they were great. And defensively, they stopped a North team that is one of the biggest and has one of the best running attacks here in southwest Indiana. So Wright's ranked number two going into this week, and they may get a number one vote or two after a performance and a win 24-7 over North tonight. I'll tell you what, when your quarterback's that accurate, you're going to win a whole lot of football games for heaven's sakes. Well, you know, but the thing is, and we said 20, 23 completions, but 15 of those were to one guy. And uh, and uh, Davies and Vera were definitely on the same page just uh, just about the entire night tonight. They used their running back usery just enough to, to keep things honest. And uh, there was no, uh, no uh, scoring in the second half. A hard-fought game tonight. And... Uh, Wright's uh, looking like they're going to be tough to beat in the SIAC. Well, the SIAC, as usual, seems to be pretty crowded right now, does it not? Well, there's some awful good football, and I'm now the last couple of years had an opportunity, well, really to continue seeing the SIAC, and uh, it, there's a lot of parity. Uh, Coach Perrin of Evansville North has done such an outstanding job. He's brought right. that program a long way. They have had three straight 500 seasons in a row, and uh, 
I think they're going to break through this this year. They've got an average of 300 pounds across the line on their offensive line, and also big fellows on defense. They're hard to run at in the middle, and uh, they get the uh, they get the ground game going. They uh, they are something too. They came up with a big win over a good Castle Knights team in a game I had a chance to call just a couple of weeks ago. So was looking forward to to uh, to this one tonight. It was a great home team Friday game, and uh, I'm looking forward to next week. I get a little bit of old home week as I've got another game at the Wrights Bowl, but it's modern day right. this time against uh, a Jasper Wildcats team. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. All right, Walt Ferber, I hope you're well. Hope your wife is well. Haven't talked to you for a while. I kind of miss you on Friday nights. I miss you too, brother. Well, uh, I just have to at some point live the life of leisure like you do. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so, it, it is. It is. I'm doing some, doing some things, uh, looking forward to calling Oakland City University's first football season in 40 years this year. So I'm going to be doing their football along with some, uh, some other things and uh, helping out the ABC affiliate in Evansville and uh, doing a little ESPN work. But just doing enough work right now, Bob, so uh, Melanie doesn't kick me out of the house. I understand. Walt Ferber, the legend himself. Tonight, he has the call of uh, Evansville Wrights. His 24-7 win over Evansville North. Walt, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you so much for the call. Good talking to you, Bob. Thank you very much. Uh, high school football, week number four. In case we don't have some scores, give us a uh, – uh, you know, go to you know, X – Tweet us a score at IND Sports Talk, hashtag IST. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night talking about college football. Um, it's going to be, should be a, a fun game. All right, so um, Sam Fritz, give me the final on, on IU and Indiana State. They've gone, I know they've gone final, have they not? Yeah, that game is over. It was the Hoosiers 41, and Indiana State at least got one touchdown with seven. So 41 to seven in favor of the Hoosiers. Well, just to, just to be clear, I mean, uh, Missouri Valley Football Conference is uh, one of the best in that division of play. They, things have changed. Used to be FBS and all that, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, competing against a Big Ten team um, in terms of resources, it's not even a fair fight. I'm happy for Coach, happy for Coach Allen, who's one of my favorites. Uh, Coach Allen, in his days at Ben Davis High School, used to call the show back when he was a high school football coach. So we're happy for that. Clinton Prairie tonight, 49-19 winners over Tri-Central from the ISC Sports Network, our good friend Kurt Darling. Hello, Kurt. 
Hey there, Coach. Uh, sorry to hear my Sycamores lost to IU tonight. <laughs> well, you know what, though? It's okay. It, it's all right. They uh, they played hard, played well in certain things. Uh, they'll live to fight another day, as you like to say. And so uh, they, they're, their focus clearly is on their MVC schedule. And it's fun to be in the big time and pick up the big paycheck. But, you know, hopefully you get everybody healthy and then you, you turn your attention to your conference schedule. Yeah, definitely hoping they can. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they at least got a touchdown against the Hoosiers after that nothing burger right. they had against Eastern Illinois last week. So I'm at least encouraged to see that. <laughs> yeah, that one was uh, particularly painful because, you know, it's right across the, the, the line and there's a rivalry and uh, did, did not acquit themselves well at all last week. Certainly helps, uh, but also doesn't help. They had their starting quarterback from last year is still out with an injury. So, you know, you're right, just right. having to go through a whole bunch of different quarterbacks. It's certainly tough there. But, uh, no, Kurt Mallory, he'll have that program all straightened out. I can guarantee you that. Absolutely. All right, tell me about this Clinton Prairie win over Tri-Central tonight. Well, Coach, um, you know the uh, the tired sports cliche, a tale of two halves, correct? Yes, I've heard that once. <laughs> well, this is this was actually a tale of two quarters. So let me just uh, put this right. in perspective a little bit here. Clinton Prairie three and zero coming into this one tonight. Tri Central one and two. They they actually make it competitive in the first quarter. It was seven to seven at the end of the first quarter, and then in the second quarter, Clinton Prairie scores five touchdowns four of them through the air, one of them on a kickoff return for a touchdown, and then Tri-Central also adds a touchdown. What was a 7-7 mm-hmm. ball game at the end of the first quarter was a 42-13 to game at the mm-hmm. end of the second quarter. So there mm-hmm. was just a huge cacophony of offense in the first half. And then uh, just to make matters worse for Tri-Central, Clinton Prairie, they just had the boom factor tonight. They score again to make it a running clock in the third quarter. So it was. It looked like a competitive game, Coach, and then Clinton Prairie just really poured it on, and they look really, really good, probably as good as any other team in the Hoosier Heartland Conference right now. Can I tell you how impressed I am with the word cacophony? You know, English major <laughs> that I am, English major that I am, English teacher that I was, uh, I do not recall in all the 30 years of my uh, broadcasting career of this show, I've never heard cacophony used by one of my colleagues. So congratulations. Well, you can. Uh, it certainly uh, helps, uh, you know, being a radio journalist in my day job. You have to come up with a whole bunch of different ways to describe things. Of course, that's also the same way in play-by-play, too. So, so yeah, I can work my day job into my nighttime job as well. And so I'm glad in 30 years I can finally use the word cacophony to satisfy the use of the words of the English dictionary on Indiana sports talk stuff. You made, you made, you made my night. You made my week. Kurt, thanks so much for the call. Kurt Darling, ISC Sports Network. Big, big game. Clinton Prairie over uh, Tri-Central tonight for the ISC Network. Thanks, Kurt. Have a great weekend. 
another 15 minutes, another set of scores from me. And one score coming across the wire right now is Twin Lakes defeating Rensselaer Central 21-14. to Twin Lakes winning by a touchdown. Peru beats Wabash 53-13. to Warren Central and Lawrence Central. Warren Central wins 25-16. Lawrence Central couldn't get their scoring started until the end of the third quarter as they put up eight points off a touchdown and a two-point conversion as the third quarter was expiring. But even though their offense picked up, it was not enough to earn them the win. Warren Central 25, Lawrence Central 16. Wesdell and Southern Wells in a low-scoring game. Total points was 20. Wesdell with 14 of them. Southern Wells with 6. Northview puts up 49, which outclasses West Vigo's 7. Western beats Benton Central 62-19. to Franklin and Whiteland had a close one, but Franklin emerges the victors 22-21, to down to the wire in that one. McConaqua beats Whitco 43-6. LaVille defeats Winnemac 38-6. Delta beats Yorktown 22-13, and my Zionsville Eagles manage to win it 24-10 over Franklin Central. Another score just across the wire. Adams Central beats Jay County 42-7. to Marion over Anderson 47-27. to West Noble beats Angola 42-28. to And finally, Park Heritage up over Attica 48-16. to You've got me for five minutes in the next update. Until then, for Network Canadian Sports, I am Sam Fritz. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Glad you could join us tonight. Talking high school football, week number four. Keith Kinder from Mishawaka joins me. Caveman with another big win tonight. Coach, congratulations on the win over Goshen tonight. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, it was a it was a good night for us. Uh, got off to a really good start and. Uh, you know, we're able to get a lot of guys some some Friday night playing experience for the first time, which is always fun. Well, you know what? It's uh, you're playing well. Um, you know, you kind of felt like you had a team that had some uh, had a chance, so to speak. Uh, and this early on, I think you got to be pleased with it. I mean, um, you know, at your place, you get a good uh, a good Goshen team that comes in, but you're 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 strong. Your kids are playing well, playing good football right now. Yeah, we really are, and I think we're starting to figure out um, where everybody belongs on the field. I think that's always a process, and mm-hmm. it seemed like this this season it took us a little bit longer than, than it typically does. You know, we've had four different starting lineups in four games, but I think we're finally getting pretty close to to, to knowing where we got to have guys on both sides of the ball um, and, and really – um, who our playmakers are. So we were able to, to figure some of that stuff out tonight. So tell me who plays well tonight. Who, who were those playmakers? 
Well, I, I can't remember a time where, you know, going back to when Coach Curtis was at Mishawaka in, in 2000, you know, beginning in 2008 when when a Mishawaka quarterback is thrown for four touchdowns. And, and Brady Fisher did that wow. tonight. He threw for over, for over 200 yards, which is a real rarity um, in our program and, and with our option – option-based offense so uh that that was neat to see um and then you know getting some guys uh you know senior tim k scored scored his first career touchdown uh tonight and and that was a, a really fun moment so uh, a really good night for for mishawaka and just gonna celebrate it for the weekend and try to get better uh and and head to plymouth should be quite the challenge. Mishawaka, number seven in 5A tonight with a very impressive win over Goshen, 48-13, the final. Keith Kinder, great to talk to you as always. Thanks so much. Good luck next week. Thank you. Thanks so much. All of you know I am a Johnson County resident, proud Johnson County resident. I've lived in Franklin for 50 years, over 50 years. So the Whiteland-Franklin game tonight's of particular interest to me. Chris Call, the head coach of Franklin Community, joins me. Grizzly Cubs win 22-21 over Whiteland. Coach, thanks so much for the call, and congratulations on a great win tonight. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate that. So uh, Darren's group is ranked, played for a championship a year ago, got a lot of those guys back. They're playing reasonably well. It's a big conference game. This is a there's a lot going on in this game. Tell me how you did this tonight. Uh, it was just a great game both ways. Uh, really clean game for the most part. Um, just back and forth all night long. Um, their kids played really well, didn't flinch. Our kids played really well, didn't flinch, and we ended up with the ball last. Really, is how it came down. <laughs> all right. So, how long a drive do you have to uh, to go to win this game? Oh, uh, I want to say 60, 65. I, I can't remember where that kick return because they scored um, right. with uh, what what they have. Um, I don't know, two two minutes and 20 seconds. We got the ball back, um, something like that. I can't remember for sure, but we probably went 65, maybe. I can't remember where we get, took the kickoff return to, but yeah. – yeah, it was it was a it was a long drive, long two minute drive, and we had just enough time and a couple timeouts and made it work. Hey, can you hang on through this scoreboard update because I want to talk more about this game? Can you do that? Absolutely, yeah, sure. Yeah, great. All right, we'll come back talk some more high school football on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. Chris Call from Franklin Community rejoins me. They beat number three Whiteland. In 5A, 22-21. All right, so you get the ball back, and you have one of those dramatic finishes. Is that Does that ex- explain it, or I'll just let you explain how exactly you won this game? Yeah, basically, I mean, they drove the field on us. Uh, man, I don't know how much time they ate up in the fourth quarter right? Uh, for the go-ahead. And um, like I said, we had just a little over two minutes left and put together a drive. Um, say we had a couple timeouts left, and uh, – yeah, it was it was pretty dramatic. It was pretty dramatic when they scored with that you know with only a couple minutes left, and then right, we turn around. Right. And field. It, yeah, it was a great game, great atmosphere, big crowd. It was it was fun down here, as you know. Absolutely. So, who scores the game winner? Uh, Clay Pinnock um, ran it in himself at quarterback. 
um, had a, he had, upholding he had, the Pinnock name. Yeah, upholding yeah. the uh, <laughs> the tradition of the Pinnock family. <laughs> I understand. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, listen, are you on the jet tomorrow to head down to Georgia to watch Clayton play? Nah, Bob, he got hurt in Kentucky. At the Kentucky. Oh, they, no. We're, we're de- oh. Yeah, we're dealing with that. Yep. So, no, unfortunately. He told you I ran into him out at Meyer a month or so ago. Right, hey, yeah, we had a great conversation. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, he enjoyed that. Yeah, we had look, we had fun. We were talking some ball, talking about you having a good time. All right, who do you play next week? Uh, we go to Martinsville. Okay, I like yep. it. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, all Mid-state right. Conference all right. Play. Great conference matchup: Franklin over Whiteland tonight, twenty-two twenty-one. Chris Call, congratulations again. Good luck next week. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Thank you. Brad Huber joins me as the call of Mooresville's 29-22 win over Greenwood. Brad, thanks for the call. Who are you working for tonight? Uh, it was IndianaHighSchoolSports.com, and actually, Coach, it was 59-22 to for Mooresville. Okay, I can't read. You know me. I can't read my own writing. 59-22. <laughs> yeah, Very impressive the, uh... win uh, for Mooresville. They can, they can put points on the board now, as we all know. They can, and Hogan Denny had six touchdowns, five passing, one running tonight, and they forced Greenwood into six turnovers tonight, two of which were fumbles, two interceptions, and two turnover on down. So it was a dominant performance uh, for Coach Mike Gillen and the Pioneer squad tonight. All right, so uh, Pioneers really played great on both sides. You talked about that quarterback's night. That's a tremendous, tremendous night, and had some had to and spread it out to a lot of guys. Did he not? He did. He had a few to Levi Dorn touchdown passes. One to Trey Bennett. Uh, he had one to uh, a couple of other guys as well. So as I'm trying to read quickly here, but uh, Alan mm-hmm. Burnett had a run as well. So it's all around a dominant performance by Morrisville. I talked to Coach Gill after the game, and he was just thrilled with how both sides of the ball played in this ball game. And they're back to 500 now, two and two. Mooresville, 59-22 winners over Greenwood. Brad Huber, talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks for the call. You're welcome. Thank you.